the Arizona Cardinals didn't capitalize on forced turnovers. They lose. Let's discuss. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. On Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. The Cardinals lose. The Cardinals lose. The Cardinals lose 20 to 10 in a week seven matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. I discussed on Friday three things the Arizona Cardinals needed to do in an effort to stay competitive and win the game today. They did two of those three, pretty much in dictionary definition form. Still can come out with a victory. I'll discuss. What were some bright spots? There were a couple, uh, not many, but there were a couple. Um, and then is this a win, especially with, with what's happened in the rest of the NFL? It'll be kind of a, a quick uh, appetizer to Tangathon Tuesday that I will discuss on Tuesday. Uh, so the Cardinals, again, lose 20 to 10. Some quick numbers here. Uh, Joshua Dobbs didn't play well. Six, uh, 19 of 33 for 146 yards. He added 40 yards on the ground, including a 25-yard touchdown run. Um Amari DiMarcado led the team with 13 carries for 58 yards. Um, this was really about like one of the one of the strong things for the Cardinals in the first half, at least, was kind of keeping Kenneth Walker at bay. And that seemed to be the game plan by Nick, Nick Rallis and uh, Jonathan Gannon. Make Geno Smith beat you. Geno Smith's numbers weren't fantastic. 18 of 24, 219, two touchdowns and an interception. He had a, he had a fumble lost as well in, in the fourth quarter uh, that the Cardinals couldn't capitalize on. Um, but all in all, Cardinals didn't play very well. Uh, DJ Humphreys striking a, a referee and getting booted early in this game didn't help, especially with him being the best option at left tackle the Cardinals had, and he hasn't played very well this season. Kelvin Beecham came in, played left tackle, played not so great. Um, so the left side of the offensive line, which was, you know, liability to begin with, uh, took a step back pretty much as this game was getting rolling. So the Cardinals were behind the eight ball in that regard also. I mean, here's the thing. If you can turn over the opposing team three times, there is zero excuse for you losing that game, especially if said team didn't turn the ball over themselves. themselves. The Cardinals didn't. This was the dictionary definition of what I mentioned when you need to win the turnover battle if you want to stay competitive and win. But the Cardinals can't turn a team over three times and only get three points as a result off those turnovers. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And two of those turnovers were deep in Seattle's, deep in Seattle's territory. Uh, you know, Matt Prater missed a field goal on the on the on the last one, but the Cardinals. It's you know, I'm having trouble. So you know, I love interacting with everybody. Agree, disagree, doesn't matter. It's all part of it, and I absolutely love. Every second of it. I don't want people to agree with me all the time. I think that's ridiculous. It's asinine. 
It's delusional. And I also can't understand that it's gone stale, the idea that it's got to be coaching if the Cardinals aren't winning now. No, no. The team's talent has gotten worse since the season started. James Conner's out. DJ Humphreys was out, obviously, today before being ejected. Jalen Thompson's out. Marco Wilson is not a good corner, especially the CB1. Antonio Hamilton, same thing. Garrett Williams, I'll talk about him lightly in the, in the next segment. But this team isn't good. This team doesn't have talent. The team started the Arizona Cardinals, because this is locked on Cardinals. Just bring it a full circle. The Arizona Cardinals started as many undrafted free agents today, eight, as they did first and second round picks combined. Eight. And technically, as I was doing the math, the undrafted free agent number is nine, but I took away Matt Prater because that doesn't count. That's not fair. So when you look at the results of games, specifically in the lens of a win-loss, it's not the direct result of if the Cardinals have gotten better this season or not. And if their schemes offensively and defensively are going to work when there's actual talent on both sides of the ball. Jackson Smith and Jiggle, wide open touchdown. Yes. Buda Baker and Marco Wilson had a miscommunication. Wasn't a great look for the secondary. Wasn't a great look for Buda Baker. Fine. Do you want that consolation? Sure. Buda Baker's first game back off the IR. It's not an excuse. It's a, it's a fact. The corners that the Cardinals are rolling out every Sunday. Most most are practice squad players. We'll see what happens with Garrett Williams, Marco Wilson. This isn't this isn't Marco Wilson's fault. None of this has been Marco Wilson's fault. Over the first couple of years, he was thrust into action at a more premium position in that group than he should have been. And this is just flipping it on its. I mean, this is even more so. Cardinals don't have a CB one. The Cardinals don't have a CB two. The Cardinals may not have a CB three. This is a two-year process. So while I talk about this every week, there's like fatigue on the conversation. So people are seeing that as it being less true as it was when this before this game started. This is not a good roster. This will not be a good roster for the entirety of the year. Even when Kyler Murray comes back. So when you look at how the Cardinals fight every week, there should be some damn credit given to the players who are playing right now. They've been in contention within one score every game this year, except for the 49ers game. This team. So when they lose on the road against a division opponent who should have beat them by 30, and they kept it close the majority of the game, that's a win. And I don't know why it's so difficult for people to agree with that. I don't get it. 
I don't get it. But the Cardinals lose. They fall to one and six. They could look a lot worse than they have through the first seven weeks with a brand new head coach, new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, et cetera, without their starting quarterback, without their leader on defense for the majority of the season, and now without their best running back for the last two weeks. This could have been so much more cataclysmic than it is through six, through seven weeks. And I'd have just give some credit to this organization. See the forest through the trees. No, they're not winning games, but the way they're losing games shows that when there's more talent on this roster, they will be ready to thrive. Alex Lancy locked on Cardinals. Uh, bright spots. It'll be a short segment, but there were a couple bright spots, and I'd like to highlight them. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors. eBay Motors plus fantasy football is a win. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that you're guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny's picked out for this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson will come off a bye and build on his momentum with his improved Zach Wilson to have a big game against the Giants in Week 8. Start spreading the news in this New York-New York battle. The Giants secondary cannot cover him well, and it's already, you know, they've already given up big games to Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. Garrett Wilson is a great talent, and the Jets are now back to using him as a dominant wide receiver one. Look for him to keep coming through with his best all-around game yet in fantasy, of 2023, in week eight, against the Jets. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you with your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Listen. I don't like raising my voice. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do. I mean, but not it, not in kind of like a scolding fashion. It's I implore people to have a mindset this season of this is a transition. This is a rebuild. This is not a direct correlative of success with win-loss record. I've been talking about this since Monty Osborne got hired and since Jonathan Gannon got hired. The win-loss record doesn't matter this season. The Cardinals have been in the doldrums for so long, masked with wins and, you know, and a playoff and a playoff appearance and, 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 you know, and, 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 uh, you know, primetime games and things like that. 
This has been a broken franchise for a long time. And this is the rebuild that was necessary. It's not like, oh, cool, rebuild, sweet, Super Bowl next year, awesome. This isn't a Disney movie. You know, this isn't Little Giants. This is real world where the Cardinals are a bad roster. And they're competing with some of the best some of the best teams in the NFL through seven weeks. Not all that they've played, but they're competing with the best. I mean, Cincinnati. One score game until late. Beat the Cowboys. Had the Giants, and the Giants obviously aren't as good as people expected. I mean, the Cardinals had an impossible task going into 2023 until Kyler Murray comes back. And I think they played pretty damn well, considering everything. Joshua Dobbs is not a good quarterback. The offensive line is bad on the left side. The cornerback room is probably the worst in the NFL. The pass rush has been non-existent. And with all of that, the Cardinals have been in contention in every game except for the game against San Francisco. What more do you want? Bright spots today. Um, Garrett Williams, first game, third-round pick out of Syracuse. I talked to a lot of smart people who cover the NFL draft or draft people, and most of them had said that Garrett Williams would have been a fringe first-round pick if he didn't tear his ACL at Syracuse last year. Had his first interception today, wearing number 21, and I love that. I love that he's wearing 21. Patrick Peterson's old number, one of them. I love that. Um, you know, played okay. Uh, the snap count hasn't come out yet because I'm recording this right after the game. But, you know, what we saw was tight coverage. He gave up a couple first downs. Uh, the interception was, was an athletic play necessary. It's just the bright spot is now you get to see all of Monty Austin Fort's first, second, and third round picks on the field. B.J. Ojolari, uh, so we, we might have to have a conversation about B.J. Ojolari. Um, I need to look, again, at the snaps. He looks slow. Um, he's not getting pressure from the left side. And I think that he's still, you know, harboring an injury. Harboring, not harboring. He's still dealing with an injury uh, that had him out preseason. Um, but that's something that we need to monitor. But, I mean, Michael Wilson, a couple good catches today. Another bright spot. And I mentioned this last week after, after last week's game. Um Michael Wilson, you're not looking for like Puka Nakua numbers for proof of concept again. The game's not too fast for him. He catches everything. He has great body control. You know, that's what you want. Hollywood Brown had a good catch and run today. Uh, it's not about the volume until Kyler Murray comes back. You'll be able to test it then. The gauge will be different. The, the you know, the, the metric will be different. The expectation will be different when Kyler Murray comes back, you know, potentially in two weeks. But for now, when he gets the targets, what does he do with them? When he gets the opportunities, what does he do with them? And aside from being thrown into one of the worst uh, fake punt calls in the history of football with a four-yard out, I think it was fourth and seven or fourth and eight. It wasn't even close to getting a first down. Um, he made a couple of good catches, and he looks like he's ready for NFL play right away. Good thing. Rondell Moore, another bright spot. They got him in space. He's fast. Um, he took a big hit. He took a big, big hit. I think it was from Devin Witherspoon, the fifth overall pick, uh, the Seahawks rookie. Held onto the ball. 
wasn't hurt right away. Like the big thing about Rondo Morris, he had injury concerns coming out of college. He was healthy his rookie year or his freshman year in college, shattered records, and then he was hurt the remainder of his college career and then came out. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy, um, you know, for the majority of a season. I think the most games he played in a season is 11. Took a big hit. They're moving him around. Seems to be the gadget guy, but it's within the, you know, the level-headed nature of the offense. And that's bright. I will use proof of concept more than any other phrase on this podcast until Kyler Murray comes back, until next year when they get, you know, more talent on both sides of the ball. The offense stalls because Joshua Dobbs is not a good NFL quarterback. The offensive line on the left side is well below average as pertains to, you know, NFL averages. Like these things are important to Matt, to, you know, Joshua Dobbs has done a much better job than people expected. That's great. He had the nice touchdown run today. This is not a direct a, a attack at, at Joshua Dobbs as a person. He's just not a good NFL quarterback. He's just not. But the bright spots are more abstract than actual numbers-wise. And that's why I think it's difficult for me to have conversations with people with, where they'll disagree with me, which is fine. And, and you know what? I, I like that. Embrace debate. I love it. I love it. That's what makes sports great. The bright spots are, oh, look, they're using Rondo Moore in a bunch of different ways down the field, moving it north and south. Good. Michael Wilson, when getting opportunities, catching the ball, staying in bounds, he's made a couple tightrope catches on both sides, you know, on both sidelines this season. Looks great. Hollywood Brown will get in opportunities. He's, he's had a bunch of targets the last handful of weeks before this week. Um, his numbers have been fine. We'll see what happens when Kyler Murray comes back. We'll see what happens, you know. Um, trade the trade deadline's coming up. Everybody's saying, you know, the reports. Nobody, they're not moving. They're not moving Marquise Brown. Good. I think that he's gonna be a package deal with Kyler Murray. Either they bring Kyler Murray back, they re-sign Marquise Brown, or they trade Kyler Murray and they don't re-sign Marquise Brown. I think it's gonna be a package deal. I don't think the latter is gonna happen. I think Marquise Brown will be an Arizona Cardinal for a while, as will Kyler Murray. Um, but bright spots. Garrett Williams, one game, one interception. Very athletic play. Um, didn't get burned at all, which I think is a great metric and metric again uh, for uh, a rookie corner in his first game. Didn't get burned. Cool. Hollywood Brown, Michael Wilson looked good. Um, Paris Johnson Jr. Didn't have his best game today. Did not have his best game today. He looked like a rookie today, but you know, all in all, a couple bright spots, mostly not so great. There's not much more to expect as the Cardinals roll out this roster every week. Alex Lancy locked on Cardinals. Um, is it a win? I'll tease a little bit as uh, we look towards Tankathon Tuesday uh, tomorrow, but I'll hit that next. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. We love FanDuel here at Locked on. And seen. No. Uh, snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 200 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Uh, the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Remember, New customers, $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 
Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Final segment here, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Um, please go to the YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Turn notifications on. Leave a comment, a like. It's fun here. Cardinals lose 20 to 10. Joshua Dobbs underwhelms. Um, the offensive line underwhelms. The pass rush was non-existent. And Geno, like the Seahawks didn't play great. This was an ugly, like something that uh, Corbin Smith and I, Corbin Smith of Locked on CX, and I talked about on Thursday during the crossover, that these games are usually ugly. And especially up, you know, at Lumen Field before Century Link in Seattle. They were, it was This was an ugly game. This was 17-10 late. Like, it was ugly. And the Cardinals showed grit. They showed, you know, that they weren't scared of the moment. I hate that cliche. But, you know, they they played, like, if I were the Seahawks, I would have thrown the ball 50 times today. Just picked apart that secondary. They didn't because uh, they're a run-first team. They're an eat-the-clock you know, eat team. Geno Smith, again, didn't have great numbers. I think he threw over 200 yards, 220, 18 of 24. Like, he was efficient. You know, he had two touchdowns. He had a terrible interception that the Garrett, Garrett Williams, uh, as I mentioned, uh, intercepted. Um, DK Metcalf being out probably helped a little bit. Four for 63. Jackson Smith and Jigba with the touchdown was – and uh, most of that was on that one broken play, a touchdown for his first touchdown of his career. But, like, all in all, Cardinals – Cardinals have been – the Cardinals have played way better – most of the season than what their roster looks like on paper. And I think that's one of the biggest testaments to the team and to the coaches that gets lost on people, which I don't really understand. Like nobody's expecting the Cardinals to win five games this year. So when they lose again, it's like, Oh, the coaching sucks. No, that's not this. Well, Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't have done that. That's not this. That is not this. That's like comparing two completely different organizations. So I implore people. And this coming from me, who I've become to known as one of the more negative people in the Valley, in Phoenix, in the media space. And now I'm getting crap for being positive because it's, this is exactly what's supposed to be happening. This is the process. Be positive about this. The Cardinals aren't going to win a lot of games this year. Get little takeaways from every game and see if they expound upon them the next week. This is microeconomics and not macro this year. It'll shift a little bit when Kyler Murray comes back. But I don't think that there were zero redeeming qualities from their loss today. They turned, they, they turned another team over three times. Sure. One was a muffed punt, or one was one was a, a a strip on a punt return. One was a muffed snap, and then one was a terrible throw. But doesn't matter. Turnovers are turnovers. You got to take those wins. And Cardinals lose to pay off this segment. Is the loss a win? I'm just going to leave this here. The Bears won. The Giants won, and I think there was another team. The Bears won, the Giants won, 
Um, and oh man, as I'm doing this, like the point is that a handful of teams who had one loss now have two New England one or two and five. Like the Arizona Cardinals now are in an interesting spot where they're going to shoot up the draft board. And that going from, you know, going from where it was like this, like there was this log jam of a bunch of teams with one win. The Arizona Cardinals now are one of two teams with one win. And that is a great, just anytime something like this happens. And again, I will, I will, you know, expound upon this tomorrow. It's like, you can root for Kyler Murray to come in and ball out. Like I did all last week. I'm like, you know what? Go win games. It's always about winning games, but when they don't, there's a byproduct there also. I'll discuss that more tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I will talk to you on Tuesday.